Hey, welcome to the Live Full Podcast. This show exists to help you pursue word and spirit for everyday life. My name is Cassidy Bonar, and on this episode, we're talking about how you really do have freedom in the Holy Spirit to make decisions unless he checks. That's where we're going. Let's get started. We're continuing our series on decision-making in the Holy Spirit. This is actually the last episode of the series. We've covered uh, the gifts that God has given us to make decisions. We've talked about the word, prayer, prophecy, counsel, and now we're on our last gift, um, which is freedom, freedom in the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and how we can experience freedom in the Holy Spirit to make decisions unless the Spirit checks us and when we say checks, we mean um, we mean the Lord, Him nudging us a different way of uh, we're experiencing staying in step with the Spirit, following the Spirit in freedom, but He actually nudges a different direction, mm-hmm. um, which is still life and peace, yeah. not a rebuke, not um, condemnation or accusation, but the Spirit setting our mind on the Spirit is life and peace. So just. a a gentle nudge because our shepherd he's gentle and his rod and staff comforts us and uh and so this this nudge that's still towards life and and peace um and we want to be talking about what what does it mean to experience a check Mm -hmm. in the spirit what does it mean that we we actually have freedom in christ all the time to make decisions and that we can walk in freedom and staying in step with the spirit and that that's not that's not constra- constraining, but yeah. but freeing, and how um, how this connects to even all the things, all the all the gifts that God has given in word, prayer, counsel, prophecy, and and freedom. Um, yeah. And we want to start uh, just even seeing what uh, where does God's word talk about this? How do we see an experience of this in the scriptures? Yeah, we we started off the series talking about how. And when it comes to decision-making, you can lean on either paralysis or presumption. Presumption being the sense of, uh, um, presumption being the sense that God really doesn't have anything to say in the matter, and I'm just going to go make the decision, just presume that whatever is in my heart is the right decision. That's obviously an error to the right. That's like Saul just presuming upon the Lord and making this unlawful sacrifice. Um, it's it's also like those who just go into decisions and assuming that beyond the revealed word and that that God really doesn't have anything to say about the specifics of their life. There there's a presumption that flows from that. On the other side, when we start to believe that the Holy Spirit really does want to guide our decisions, there's a joy that comes with that. Mm. Wow, like God really cares about the details of my life. When we uh, take it a little bit with some air or to an extreme, it can almost produce this paralysis as well. Like, well, okay, if, if he cares about the details of my life and he cares about everything, wow, I don't want to, I don't want to choose, you know, this wrong. And when I, he really wanted me to go this way. And, um, and what we're, what we're saying in this episode, we're going to see in the scriptures is that no, the belief that the Holy Spirit leads us in the details of our life and in the big and small decisions of our life always leads to a free life, a life of freedom. 
That's what we see in Second Corinthians 3 where it says, where is freedom found? Is freedom found with God giving us a pass at the moment of salvation? Hey, I love you and you're free. Just go go and do your thing. And we're like, all right, we're we're loved, we're fr- like we're free. Let's go do do our own thing and do whatever we want to do. That's not where freedom's found. 2 Corinthians 3 says, "Where is freedom found? Now where the spirit mm-hmm. of the Lord is, there is freedom." Mm-hmm. Because the the ultimate freedom that we need as sinful humans is not free freedom to do what we want or go where we want. That's the lie of the world. Like autonomy and independence leads to freedom. No, as sinful humans, where our the, our greatest sorrows come from our own sin, mm-hmm. the greatest freedom that we need that leads to true joy, true fullness, is not freedom to do whatever we want, mm-hmm. but freedom from our own sin yeah. to be with God. Mm-hmm. Eden is a place, more than anything, where we are free to be with God. And that's what God is re- restoring us to when he tells us, In Galatians 5, for example, 4 and 5, Paul is saying, you're set free from the law. You're set free. You're no longer under the burden of the law. You're not under the restrictions of the law. You're not under that yoke of slavery anymore. You're free. You're really free. And the answer or the question that comes after that is, wow, okay, I'm free to do what? He says, no, no, you're not free to now serve the flesh. Don't don't use that as an opportunity for the flesh. Okay, then what what are we free to do? He says, you're free to, in Galatians 5.22, walk by the Spirit. Mm-hmm. That's where freedom comes. Yeah. 2 Corinthians 3, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Now, that's true in our life, and it's also true in our decisions, that when we come to the point of decisions, freedom in Christ is not this freedom uh, that comes from, okay, Jesus loves me no matter what I do here, and I'm free to, to make any kind of decision. That sounds like a kind of freedom, like autonomy, but at its heart, what it's actually going to lead to is this, this, uh, I think, a a, a fake freedom with this thought in the back of our mind of, am I actually with God in in this? And is he actually with me? Am I actually walking in joy? No, the the freedom that comes in decision-making is a freedom in the Spirit, mm-hmm. a freedom to follow the Spirit through all of mm-hmm. life. And we see this in uh, in First Chronicles 17, where uh, this comes right before, in Chronicles, it comes right before the Lord speaks a covenant over David. And it says in verse 1, this First Chronicles 17, Now when David lived in his house, uh, no, when David lived in his house, David said to Nathan the prophet, Behold, I dwell in a house of cedar, but the ark of the covenant of the Lord is under a tent. And then Nathan the prophet, he says to David, listen to this. Nathan says to David, do all that is in your heart, for God is with you. Do all that is in your heart, for God is with you. That is really what is spoken over us in Christ, that if God is with us, and according to John 14, Jesus says, you know the helper because he's not just going to be with you, but in you. Mm-hmm. If, if God is not only with us, but in us, then in the filling of the spirit, we really can in freedom, just go do what we want. Mm-hmm. Like he's filling our, at when, at when he is filling our heart with um, his presence. 
when he's renewing the spirit of our mind, when he is, he's leading us, we truly can do what we want because in the filling of the spirit, we're going to want to follow him every step of the way. So Nathan looks at David and says, God is blessing you. You are a righteous king. He's giving you favor, blessing, honor. You're the covenant king. Yeah. You, you want to go do something like you're free, David, go and do it. And that's the, that's the mentality and, 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 uh, privilege we have as children of God is to be free under the blessing and favor of Christ, and even more in the even more than David got to experience in the filling of the Holy Spirit within mm-hmm. us. Um, that that the filling of God's Spirit, the fullness of Christ after the resurrection, the fullness of Christ's Spirit is to be in us and leading us. Um, but but look at what comes right after this in First Chronicles seventeen. Nathan says, do all that is in your heart for God is with you. That's the, there's freedom. But then verse 17, uh, verse three says, but that, but, but that same night, the word of the Lord came to Nathan. No, no, go and tell him my servant, David, thus says the Lord, it is not you who will build me a house to dwell in. There comes the check. That's the check of the Holy Spirit. It's a check of the Lord. It, the check of the Lord is when we are walking with the Lord in close friendship and freedom and we're we're using all the gifts that he's given us, word, prayer, prophecy, counsel, and we're just saying, okay, I'm going to follow you into this. There's freedom. There's not guilt. There's not this constriction. There's not paralysis. There's freedom to go. Go do all that is in your heart because God really isn't with you. But in the midst of that, there's a sensitivity to hear God if he says, but, mm-hmm. but no, don't, don't go and do that. But you're not going to be the one to build my house. The check of the spirit is this gentle pull away from um, a a decision that in a way that we might not even understand why Mm -hmm. God is pulling us away and just gently leading us toward closer friendship with him and closer freedom Mm -hmm. with him. A check in the spirit is that that moment where you want to say something to your brother in Christ, but for some reason you don't really understand it. It's not like you were going to say anything bad, but Mm -hmm. the spirit just nudges your heart and says, not now. Mm -hmm. Uh, That that check of the spirit is when you felt this freedom in Christ to pursue living in a, in a house um, out, you know, you've been living in an apartment and the Lord's opening up an opportunity to live in this house. It's, you know, it's, it's a place that would be a great place to live and raise a family or whatever it might be. And everything seems fine about it. Counselors around you have said, yeah, go, go do all that is in your heart. But then comes the nudge of the Holy Spirit. You don't understand why yet, but just don't go down that mm-hmm. route. The checks of the Spirit. Now, what we're saying, this is different than conviction. Yeah, Conviction of sin is when we are clearly out of step with God's written word, with his revealed word in the scriptures, with his will for us to be holy as he is holy. And conviction of sin is when God comes and says, no, no, you're, you're out of step with my righteousness. You're out of step with my holiness. That's conviction. Mm -hmm. But the check of the spirit is different. It doesn't have to do with us being in the wrong. It just has to do with us not having the full picture that God has Mm -hmm. and him coming to us and saying, no, you're not in trouble. You're not in trouble, son. You're not in trouble, daughter. It's just, it was a, it was, it was an okay thing for you to want to build a house, but just, you're not going to be the one to build it. Mm -hmm. Um, so heeding the checks of the Lord, it, this this concept of of there in decision making, there's freedom in the spirit unless he checks. It comes from Oswald Chambers, who is the author of My Utmost for His Highest, and um, I, I got this quote from Oswald uh, where he he says this. I think it really 
if we have like a one paragraph to summarize this series and what we mean, this would be it. So this is, this is Oswald Chambers. He says, quote, to be so much in contact with God that you never need to ask him to show you his will is to be is to be nearing the final stage of your discipline in the life of faith. When you are rightly related to God, it is a life of freedom and liberty and delight. You are God's will. That's powerful. You are God's will. That's that's 1 Thessalonians 5, praying without ceasing, giving thanks in all circumstances. That's the will of God. He goes on, Oswald Chambers, he says, and all your common sense and being the will of God are his will for you unless he checks. You decide things in perfect, delightful friendship with God, knowing that if your decisions are wrong, he will always check. Mm -hmm. And when he checks, stop at once. I think he draws out so helpfully that there's freedom to go, freedom to walk, Mm -hmm. freedom to move forward when you are in close friendship with the Holy Spirit, constantly walking with him, constantly Mm -hmm. talking with him. And part of that freedom is knowing that if you stray, there's going to be the nudge. There's mm-hmm. going to be the prodding of the spirit, just the staff of the gentle shepherd, mm-hmm. just saying, no, 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 not that way, this way. Come closer, mm-hmm. come mm-hmm. closer. So there's freedom, even in the checking. Mm-hmm. And there's even, Joe, you were kind of touching on this, if we might, it may be even somewhat of a mystery of where is the spirit taking me, but freedom yeah. in following the spirit, knowing okay, if the spirit checks me, I can trust he's He's going to carry me and take me, even though I might not fully know what is next or where I'm going, that he really, he's Lord and yeah. He he's a helper and that he's going to help. I, I even, uh, I think John 3 even speaks into this of the wind of the spirit. And, um, and Jesus is talking about how you must be born again and and he's in John 3 talking about how what is born of the flesh is flesh, but what is born of the spirit is spirit. He says, don't marvel that I say to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear it sound, but you don't know where it comes from or where it goes. So is everyone who's born of the spirit. And just even the wind, we kind of talked about this um, the other day of the wind of the spirit. When you're walking the wind of the spirit, you can tell when the wind has stopped or yeah. when he's le- when you have gotten out of step and he's actually leading you, nudging you, not that you're in sin, but that the spirit's saying actually over, come over here. And, yeah. and it's, it's going to be a mystery sometimes, but there's even, there's still freedom in following the spirit because we can trust he's Lord and we can trust he's leading us and that we don't have to lead, um, lead ourselves. And we even see, we see an example of this in Acts 16 of of Paul and the spirit being his wind and leading mm-hmm. him. Would you want to read uh, Acts 16? Yeah, so this comes right with Paul and Silas um, ministering. And it says in Acts 16, verse 6, it says, They went through the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit, to speak the word in Asia. And when they had come up to Mysia, they attempted to go into Bithynia, but the spirit of Jesus did not allow them. And it's, it's this moment where in the, in Acts 16, you have the spirit showing up and and speaking and saying, and forbidding them to go into uh, speak the word in Asia and then uh, forbidding them to go into Bithynia. And, we talked about how the checks of the spirit often are in places where beyond our human understanding, uh, this is, this is the difference between we said in the first episode, 
one of the things that separates God's people from from the rest is that we don't just make principled decisions. We often make perplexing decisions mm-hmm. because we're our law, our, our highest rule is not common sense. Mm-hmm. Our highest rule is the direction and leading of the Holy Spirit. So for this, uh, for, for looking at Paul and Silas ministering, they're going through a city that is in desperate need of Jesus. Like, why wouldn't they testify to the Lord? Let's see, in that place, the Spirit forbids them. Then they go into Bithynia. Again, another place, they need Jesus yeah. too, but the Spirit forbids them. And for us, you can kind of read this and say, wow, like... Um, First of all, how did they how did they know that the spirit was forbidding them? And then it was this kind of like a harsh like was the spirit saying, "No, no, no. Don't don't do this, Paul and Silas. Like don't don't you dare. Like I forbid you to do that." And that's not the sense at all. First of all, the way they know, you you touch on this, the way they know that the spirit is forbidding them is because the spirit has been leading them in fullness mm-hmm. all along. Yeah. It's like if you're in this powerful, if you're living in this powerful windstream jet of God's spirit and presence and power, you know the moment you step out of it. Mm-hmm. You can feel the absence of the flow and power yeah. and wind of the Holy Spirit. So this isn't the first time the Spirit has spoken in Acts. He's been speaking all along the way from the moment of Paul's conversion, the Spirit speaking. And then right before that, Acts 13, the Spirit says, set apart from me, Saul and Barnabas. The Spirit's constantly leading them, leading them, leading them, leading them. They, they're not just... This is what we've talked about with a half full gospel, and we continue to talk about it with decisions. It wasn't just Jesus said, Paul, you're saved. You're no longer a Pharisee who doesn't know me. Now you know me. Now go. And and just go. Your mission is to evangelize. Report back to me in heaven. That's mm-hmm. not the mission. Mm-hmm. No. Paul sees Jesus, sees who is the Lord? And then he receives, with the mission, he receives the personal presence of the Spirit of Christ who leads him every step of the way, which means the, the mandate for Paul, excuse me, the mandate for Paul is not just evangelize as much as possible, mm-hmm. Paul. No, the ultimate mandate for Paul is follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. Follow the spirit of Jesus, just like James and John and Peter did when mm-hmm. he was in the flesh. Now through the spirit in the same way, follow Jesus, which means every time Paul is preaching, he's preaching in the spirit. Mm-hmm. Every time he's evangelizing, he's evangelizing in the spirit. Every time he goes to this place or that place, he's following the spirit so that when he goes into Bithynia, it's not, hey, my mission is to evangelize, so I'm just going to evangelize. Mm-hmm. No, he's coming to this place and saying, spirit. Are you leading me in this? And he's been so Mm -hmm. present with them all along the way that the check is so noticeable Mm -hmm. when he's not supposed to testify in Mm -hmm. Bithynia. And why? Why? It's so perplexing. Why would he? It's not because they're doing something wrong. It's because God has something even better for them or Mm -hmm. more urgent for them. Because right Mm -hmm. after this in verse 8, so passing by Mysia, they went down to Troas. And then here, see this in verse 9. This is right after the forbidding. And then the spirit of Jesus not allowing them to testify. A vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was standing there urging him and saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. And when Paul had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go on into Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel Mm -hmm. to them. Do you see that? There's a forbidding, there's a not allowing, and they don't understand, in the moment they trust God, but they don't understand on a human level. Why why not? Why not, God? Mm -hmm. It's because the spirit of God was calling them to preach the gospel to the Mm -hmm. Macedonians. And that comes right that comes right before they they obey the spirit and then you see Lydia converted 
the Philippian jail, jailer converted, uh, the, the girl with a, a spirit of divination converted. You see power flowing mm-hmm. because of the checks of the spirit. Mm. So, um, and that's something we see here, like along the way, there is, pl- there is the pleasure of God in the forbidding. There's a pleasure of God in prohib- prohibiting them to speak. It's not them yanking Paul and Silas like, "Come here, son." You know, you're mm-hmm. you've gone too far. Like, like whip it, like almost like a harsh father whipping them. No, it's not like that. It's it's the gentle leading. No, no, you think you need to go into Bithynia. Mm-hmm. You think you need to go um, into Phrygia and Galatia. No, you actually for right now, for right now, maybe that's later, but for right now. You need to go into Macedonia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it that even comes back to to what we're even seeing the beginning of freedom is found in Christ and following Christ, not not with earthly wisdom. Just the the wisdom of God will be folly to yeah. uh, the world and what is what is earthly wisdom and um and I, I think even Paul's posture of following the spirit, we even see, I think, uh, I think in first Corinthians where it talks about the natural person does not accept things mm. of the spirit for they are folly to him. And he is not able to understand them uh, because they're spiritually discerned. Uh, the spiritual person judges all things for he himself is to be judged by no one for he- for who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him. But we have the mind of mm. Christ and just even the confidence we have in Christ and the confidence we can have in, we do have the mind of Christ. And we even see Paul when the Holy Spirit forbids him, um, Paul has the mind of Christ. He's following the Holy Spirit. He can understand spiritual truths and he doesn't stop and say, no, but I'm going in anyway. Or he doesn't stop and say, spirit, why are you forbidden, forbidding me? Or just he fall. We just see a posture of following the spirit freely where the spirit's leading, even though he didn't, he didn't know it was going to end, end up in him being in Macedonia. And I, I think that, um, that even connects to what it's saying right before in this passage of, uh, we've not received the spirit of the world, mm-hmm. but the spirit who is from God that we might understand the things freely given us by God. Um, and we might impart this in words, not taught by human wisdom, but by, by the spirit. And so we just, we see the spirit filling Paul to be able to even follow him where he Mm -hmm. wasn't planning on going, um, and be able to understand the spirit is leading me yet. I don't know where I'm going. Yeah, absolutely. There, and there's a, there's a sweetness and I think expectation that comes, uh, in life when, when, when you just believe like life isn't about just following common sense, I mean, common sense isn't a bad thing. There's like good wisdom, but when life isn't just about like following common sense, like the rest of the world, this might be not that helpful an example, but I, I feel like it, just touching on it real quick. We were at Kelly and I were at Disney world uh, last week, which is cha- chaotic and especially with some toddlers, but it was also sweet in some ways. But one of the things about, one of the things about Disney World, Kelly pointed this out. She was like, one of the things I think that makes me, like she really was refreshed by it and enjoyed it, but it's because you're just walking down the street and it's like every, if you've ever been there, it's like every 15 minutes, it's like, there's a parade. Like I was literally just going to get like a cinnamon roll and it's like, oh, whoa, there's like a parade coming down and there's a, there's like, oh yeah, I was just kind of going to be on this ride, but then there's this like flamethrower firework, like 
there there's something sweet about like you're just in a park that looks like any other park but there's these surprises and excitements and and things to like anticipate along the way even when you're in like a three-hour wait for an avatar ride like there's cool stuff to anticipate and i bring that up of like i feel like what we're what we're saying around decision making the spirit is not like you should feel condemned if you've been um leaving out like the the possibility, the expectation that the spirit will prompt you towards something and check you if you, mm-hmm. if you're not going down, but that there's so much excitement, mm-hmm. anticipation, surprise in life that comes when we believe that the spirit of God really cares and speaks mm-hmm. that he really does care. And he speaks that almost we're, we're just going through life and it's a normal day. And I'm just, you know, going through my agenda and calendar like I typically do. But then there, there's a parade. There's a parade mm-hmm. at one thirty, in the, in, in the sense of the spirit bringing this thing on my heart or nudging me toward this direction that I didn't expect. Mm-hmm. It brings, it does bring this wonder, mm-hmm. this excitement, this anticipation to life that we miss if we don't have mm-hmm. this anticipation of the spirit of mm-hmm. God checking us. I think, um, something I, I'd love to, to point on is an experience I've had around uh, checking because, it's so hard to describe, like when we get into a lot of the things of the spirit, one of the things we, we really seek to do with Live Full is first explain as much as we can biblically these the experiences and um, the things of the spirit as much as possible in biblical language that doesn't get too much into like jargon that could mm-hmm. a lot of people could miss out, out on. But there are a lot of things that's like hard. You just have to do your best to describe what it feels like to, um, to go through, like, what is it, what did it feel like for Paul and Silas for it to be forbidden by the spirit for mm-hmm. them to speak? And the best way I can describe it is like, it's just this, uh, I've, I've said it like, it's almost like a last, like a gentle lasso on the heart and just this like tiniest tug from the spirit of like, I just, I, it feels like the tiniest little like drop of the heart a tug on of the heart mm-hmm. of like, and I think, um, over time, um, the more and more and more I've I've come into walking with Jesus and felt the by the grace of God felt the wind stream of being mm-hmm. in step with the Spirit and then felt what it feels like to be oh I felt like it, it's it's I'm, I've kind of just stepped out for a moment and the Spirit's gently leading me back in. Um, I think I've I've come to sense that, but so mm-hmm. I, I went through an experience. I don't I want to I want to share this because I feel like some people who are looking for checks from the spirit as they're walking with freedom and friendship with God could experience um, is I went through a scene where like, it felt like I was getting checks all around uh, everywhere. Like it was like, I'd wake up and I was like, I like I was going to send this text and it was like, I like I heard almost like a voice in my mind. Like don't send that. Um, And then it'd be like, I'd be in lunch with a friend and I'd almost like give this encouragement. It was like, no, 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 that's bad. Don't, don't do that. And it'd be like every, mm-hmm. it felt like every corner, it was like tug, 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 tug. And it was this, it was a really, it was maybe a few weeks where I went through this, where it was like this experience that I, I often have of checks in the spirit was happening like really frequently. And I, I went to the Lord with this discernment of like, God, am I like, am I way out of step right now just in life? Or, mm-hmm. But I looked at my life as much uh, and, and brought it in prayer before the Lord looked at the word examined and it felt like, no, I feel like I'm walking in the spirit. Why am I getting all these checks? And, and uh, instead of just trying to handle that on my own and salt like Sherlock Holmes that on my own and figure it out, 
I just brought that to the Lord and said, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm getting like a lot of checks right now. Can you just help me discern this? Mm -hmm. And as I continued to bring that to him in prayer, I think what he sorted out was there was, I think some, for me in that moment, I think there was some demonic like imitation of almost like a spirit of accusation Mm -hmm. and a spirit of like constriction Mm -hmm. that was from the enemy that was not of the spirit of God. And as I started to discern that, I feel like what started to fade away was this like more corrections and more checks than was usual and even helpful. And I started again, just to hear very clearly the freedom of the spirit and then the check Mm -hmm. of the spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, Just the, the, it came with the right frequency because he's so gentle. Imagine, imagine if Jesus checked us every single time in the moment we were off step or in the wrong from day one of our following. It would be crushing like Mm -hmm. every single moment. Oh, Okay, like, nope, all right. Uh, uh, but like, it would just be paralysis mm-hmm. through our whole walk with Jesus. And that's, Jesus is so patient. He says to his mm-hmm. disciples um, in John, he says, I have many things to say to you, but you're not able to bear them now. Mm-hmm. The, he's so patient. He doesn't check us in everything all at once, but like a good shepherd. His voice over us is almost always freedom, joy. Mm-hmm. I'm pleased. Go forward. Mm-hmm. Here's where you should go. And then at his, at the right moments, mm-hmm. the spirit comes and, and nudges us. Mm-hmm. So if you're feeling like the checks are coming so frequently that it's actually producing more constriction and paralysis than freedom, my encouragement to you is like, don't handle that on your own. Bring it before the Lord, because it might be that a lot of those checks aren't checks from the spirit. Mm-hmm but they are checks that are from the enemy. And also one of the clearest ways, if you're testing the spirits, which we're supposed to do, you can tell us the check of the spirit will also always come with an invitation into deeper love. Mm -hmm. Brothers and sisters, we hope in the Lord Jesus that you'll start to see decisions, your everyday decisions, big and small, not as stress points, not Mm -hmm. as something that crushes you, but it's something that actually lifts you up into closer relationship with Jesus Christ through the personal presence of his spirit within you. Mm-hmm. We hope that this series has been helpful, built up, uh, built you up in your walk with Jesus. That's all for this episode. We'll see you next time.